So really, these two big cases this week and the implications that they, they throw out for the sport are this week's talking points. Neil Channing has devised this list. This is, is very much generated, Neil, by, by your thoughts on, on what you've read without in any way wishing to try and, and prejudice outcomes here. But just thematically, where do we start? You, you want to start with policing themselves. And, and this is a theme that's been raised by both Chris and Lee. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, these stories are so big in terms of implications for racing going forward and the weighing room specifically that, you know, you could easily spend two minutes on all of them. So policing themselves was the first thing I came up with. I, I, I just think that's gone now. Like, whatever happens in either of these cases, there's no way that the jockeys can maintain this line that they're able to police themselves and that they are going to police themselves. And, and, and the one thing that I thought... But hasn't this out, shown that they, they actually don't police well, they themselves? Don't police because themselves. there is a regulator and this is a regula regulatory process that, well, is, that has been you, used. You're, you're right. Bryony Frost I mean, may be breaking the mould, mm, but mm. she's broken the mould yeah, so many true. times in her career already. True. The, the one thing I, I was, that struck me particularly from the evidence, I, I, I probably spent more time reading and thinking about the, the Robbie Dunbryony Frost case than, um, than the case in the High Court, just slightly because... Um, you know, the case in the High Court is so sad, and, and uh, they're both sad, but the, 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 I, I just felt like there's less grey area in it. it a judge is just going to come to an idea, and, and, and mm. you know, we're going to have to go with that. And um, I, I just thought that from that case, though, Jim Crowley, Jim Crowley um, saying that he could smell alcohol on, on, the, on the breath of Graham Gibbons. But nobody did anything but about it. But nobody did anything about it. You know, if you're policing yourselves... Do a better job of it, yeah. And you're the, one of the most senior jockeys in the weighing room, well-respected former champion jockey, and you haven't got the power to stop him riding, even though you suspect he's got alcohol on his breath, well, then you can't police yourself. Uh, if, we're in a, if we're in a world where a senior jockey like Graham Gibbons can go to a junior jockey and say, right, you have to pee in a bottle for me... Um, and nobody is going to stop that happening, well, they're not policing themselves, are they? So the idea of policing yourself, that's finished. Talk to me about safeguarding. What um, you, want, you well, understand by that and, and, and the, the sport's responsibilities in that regard? Yeah, well, I guess if you were designing a, a, a new race course and building a weighing room area, uh, you would probably go for some kind of U-shape where uh, the, the men change down this end, the women change down this end, and then there's this bit across, well, an upside down. An inch, you mean so, like, like every gym or leisure horseshoe. or sports facility yeah. in the country, if not the world? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and any bits where people have to be naked are, are, are right down the ends, and, and any bits where people are mingling together are, are across the, the middle. So uh, there is a safeguarding issue because I, I, I'm not sure you probably know more than me. Apprentices can be... Can they be under 16? They can definitely be 16. No, they're 16. 16. Uh, so you've got female apprentices at the age of 16 wandering into an area where blokes are wandering about naked. I mean, that, just from a safeguarding issue, that's not right. I actually spoke to somebody at the BHA about this and said, how the hell has this carried on for so long, this idea that the, the women have to go into the men's bit? Because, you know, because there are no female valets and they all need their valets and because there's a weighing scale and they need to weigh themselves. And in the past, before COVID, because uh, they needed to sweat sometimes and the sauna is in the, in, the, in the men's part of the weighing room. 
Um, and this guy said to me, well, we, we've been pushing for this for a while, but of course it comes down to money. Mm. And, it, and it comes down well, to the race courses. And, and, and that's and, and why they, and they the, PJ, the PJA and, have, have pushed hard for yeah. this under its, under its... Yeah, and I think now that will change, and, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, that, it, doesn't it, isn't it incredible that it hasn't changed, you know, that it's taken so long? I just find that anachronistic and, to an extent, you know, it's kind of symptomatic it, of the sport generally. It's interesting, isn't it, that it's taken success of female riders to affect the change, mm. where, of course, the change should have happened in order to make it a better environment yeah. for female jockeys to yeah. thrive. It, I mean, I think, of, this, I think going forward, this is something that is changing already and will change more, but maybe some of the smaller courses will take a bit more time to catch up. Human resources, what do you want to talk about well, here? Well, Lee was talking about you know, in other careers, mm. and I, I was thinking about that, you know, people say, well, it's a totally different job. It's a high-pressure situation. Uh, you know, you're talking about life and death, uh, potentially, you know, people can suffer life-changing injuries, mm. horses galloping at fast pace and whatever. Um, I've got a friend who's a doctor, mm. and, uh, you know, he's a professor of intensive care uh, at the Whittington Hospital, and... Uh, in London, and he's dealing with life and death all day long, and and uh, you know high pressure situations. I think if he called somebody an effing C at the top of his voice, is an ethicist in the middle of an operation, he wouldn't last very long as a doctor. I don't. I don't think it's true to say that just because of these circumstances. You know, you just have to accept that stuff is different. So heat it's, of the moment is never an acceptable defence. I just think defense. it's a bit rubbish. I, is I it mean, an accept? But is it is it acceptable mitigation, even if it's not acceptable defence? Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, well, you and I have called each other all sorts of things. <laughs> but you know, we do live in a Me Too world now as well, and I think that's a good thing. And I, I you know, I think that whole um, uh, issue has changed society for the better. Is it not as much about how you how you say these things as much as what you actually well, from say? Well, from a, strictly from a human resources point of view, the problem because I've is... No, you've, the there's, problem no, is no, there's no doubt you've walked into that office out there <laughs> and called me an effing C No, that's never, that's never but, happened. Um, but, I, but I do think the fact that these people are all self-employed makes a difference. Yes. Um, you know, if they were all... If, there was, if, if the BHA or whoever was their employee, it would be a lot harder not. for this stuff to happen. Uh, because they're all, they're little, all, they're all micro businesses, aren't they? Mini businesses. Yeah. That does make it quite a lot harder. So, therefore, it's down to the regulator to put in codes of practice mm. and codes of conduct. Right. Uh, which they are doing. Which they are doing. But again, you know, how, how has it taken this? How have we got this far? It may be too late, but it's no, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be too little. So, mm. we'll see what these plays out here. Uh, media bias, you're not referring to this programme, obviously. I don't think there has been media bias, but I've seen quite a lot of people on Twitter saying that uh, everybody's Team Bryony in, in you know, Racing TV, the Racing Post, uh, you know, generally in the media. Well, no, because it's been, um, the thing is, it's been, re what's been reported so far is one half exactly, of the case. Exactly, So, so we've that's had, just we've reporting. Had, we've had literally three days of the BHA in, in, the, in the Robbie Dunn Bryony Frost uh, situation of the BHA establishing their case, mm. uh, which has naturally meant that it's generally been a, a, attacking Robbie Dunn. 
Uh, and the media, I think, have pretty much reported that. People have been, I think the media have been really careful not to prejudge either of the cases and, and to be aware that one of them is a high court case, you know, which is ongoing and you can't say stuff about, there's a lot of stuff you can't say. Uh, giving opinion is difficult in these situations. I think mostly the journalists have just and, been reporting. Yeah, and, and have next been very week we'll, and, Yeah, and next week we'll see a, a flip of that on Tuesday and Wednesday when Robbie Dunn is giving evidence and, and some of the other senior jockeys are giving evidence. Can I, can I give a bit of a... Um, Go on, yeah, because uh, you, you are Mr Media. No, I'm not. I, 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 I haven't followed this mm. case as forensically as any of our colleagues. I, mm. as I simply haven't been able yeah. to sit and watch all of it. Lee Motter said, Lydia Hislop, mm. David Yates have all appeared on my podcast mm. this week and they've all sat through every frame of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of evidence, every bit of that evidence, mm. and the way that they have reported on um, and digested all that, mm. and sometimes, and, and as Chris said, some of it's very boring, you know, yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, of it that are going yeah. on. Particularly the, the high They have stuff. not left a stone unturned mm. and have reported on it, you know, fairly with integrity and with, you know, huge yeah, intelligence think, uh, uh, and feeling honest, for the sport I think and the case. Have been and, and this really I, unfair. Yeah, this idea that, you know, all racing journalists mm. are that and the other, uh, honestly, I think. Anyway, I'm, I'm saying... No, I agree. I, I totally I'm, agree. I'm a bit and like was... somebody in the weighing room. I'm saying all my profession is brilliant. <laughs> you but... should police yourselves. Yeah, obviously. police ourselves, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, I can speak for some colleagues who I think have done a good job, and that's it. So, there you um, go. The culture. Mm. So, um, how do you change it, is, is the question. I, I, we're talking about the PGA. I, I, I'm desperately trying to remember... Do you the... talk about the weighing room culture, if there is such a thing? Mm. As, is there such a thing, actually, as weighing room culture? Well, there clearly, there clearly is, that. isn't there? Because, I mean, you know, the, the whole stuff about the ostracisation and the immersa, uh, you know, that that's part of the culture, isn't it? I mean, actually, that's just on the, the, people, the, people, the, is, the ostracising it... point. Um, you know, some people have come out clearly and said, you know... They're, they're very much not Team Bryony and they're, they're, they're quite happy to not speak to her or whatever. And there, there has been a certain amount of Has that. anyone said they're well, not I, happy to speak to her? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually, I'll take that back because I, I don't think anyone's actually specifically said that. I think she said uh, that Tom Scudmore hadn't yeah. spoken to her since the incident and that she had felt All that their relationship that, had deteriorated Yeah, that a lot, of people, a lot of people hadn't really been speaking to her. Um, there must be some people who are simply not speaking to her because they don't want to rock the boat and because, because of the they, culture of the way. And, and, and also, and if, if, they, they if there is conflict mm. of any, in, any, in any walk of yeah, life yeah. and it's in a workplace, mm. do people not quite naturally feel quite awkward about that of course, conflict, of even course. if you take out all the... Absolutely. And, but I think if you feel like you can't be on her side because everyone... You're in the weighing room. Yeah. You can't be on her side because everyone else is against her but you would be naturally inclined to be on her side or you are sympathetic to her, but you can't be seen to be because of your work environment and it might cost you, well, then you're being bullied as well. Hasn't... It, just listening to Paul Nichols earlier, mm. I was quite struck by his ability to be supportive, mm. uh, you know, act correctly in terms of mm. continuing to support and enable Brownie's career mm. to thrive, whilst not wanting to get drawn into the granular detail of this case. Now, there may be some people out there who think he should get drawn into the granular detail he's of this case. He's in a very tricky spot, he has isn't he? And I think care, he's handled it really well. Well, I, I slightly do as well. Mm. And, and 
it sort of struck me that he I is... don't think Bryony would think, if she was sitting here and you asked her, I'm only guessing, that if you said to her, do you think Paul's been supportive enough or whatever, I don't think she would criticise him. I don't get that well, impression. I'm only watching on as a television viewer. And, and, and there we go into realms beyond our, mm, beyond mm. our wit, Of course, really. of course. Okay, we didn't really. We didn't. We, I know we've gone over the two minutes on that, but well, just, I just quickly. Don't want the program to end. Okay, just quickly your... on the culture, though. I, 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 I think it is quite difficult to change it, isn't it? Um, you know, the PGA got a new chair who's called John Holmes. Holmes, and he ca- he's come in since this case has been running. I think he came in yep. December last year, mm. and, he, and he, he's come he's on this program a, and he's put pushed, in a code of conduct yeah, which they never had before, and he's pushed hard for say. Uh, the waiting room. I mean, Dale Gibson's done an awful lot of background Absolutely. work on this. Absolutely, and I that's know... all great. But I, but I do think there's quite a big gap between we sort it out ourselves and you go to the regulator. Uh, to me, surely there should be something in the middle. Well, you I think the, P- the, the PGA, PGA would like to mediate. The, yeah, the PGA or... would like to assume that role. Hopefully, sure. if a future case arose like this, but you've got to have uh, confi- you've got to have confidence in your trade body. Yeah, and and maybe that hitherto was what was missing. You'd like yeah. to think if it happened next year. That, that they would feel comfortable in yeah. going to maybe Paul Struthers and saying, look, we're having a problem here. Is there can a way you that you can me? facilitate some kind of mediation process or we can sort this out? But that requires every member to, to have, have the confidence, confidence in, in the there. system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was what I wanted to say on culture. Um, what was the next one? I, I put my glasses it's down your there. G- it's your gig. Oh, time, time taken. taken. Um, a lot of people seem to think it's really bad that the BHA have taken so long for this case to come. I'm sure... Well, we, know that, well, we know there are exceptional circumstances, don't we? Well, I'm sure if you ask the BHA, they would say we'd, we'd quite like to have sorted this out a year ago. Mm. Um, first of all, the guy left his job. I have no idea why that was. There's been some speculation. Uh, people do leave their jobs. Apparently, you have seven jobs in your lifetime on average now, including three totally different careers as the average... So, you know, people do leave their jobs. The case has gone on for a long time. The guy's left his job. We don't know why. But that's obviously slowed it down. But the people that are criticising the length of time that the BHA have taken, have they never moved house? Have they never got a divorce? Like, have you ever dealt with a solicitor or any kind of legal procedure? Once you get lawyers involved, stuff just takes time. If you write to Robbie Dunn and you say there's been a complaint against you and there's going to be some kind of hearing or whatever... He's going to lawyer up, and quite naturally he's going to lawyer up because potentially he could get a five-year ban from the sport, a 15000 fine. Why wouldn't he? Of course he's going to get a legal team involved, and they're going to say, OK, we need to see the list of all the people you've spoken to. Uh, we're going to need time to digest that. They're probably going to come back, the lawyers, and say, OK, we haven't had enough time. We need to you know, have time to speak to various uh, witnesses and whatever. It just takes time. I think it's very unfair of people to throw that at the BHA and say that that makes them incompetent or whatever. It's, it's, it, surely that's not yeah. their fault. Yeah, There's enough other things you can criticise the BHA agreed. for. And, and, and actually, what's going to come out of this is, was the investigation carried out properly? Mm. And have they appointed the right person to conduct investigations like this? In the first, yeah, and, and, I, that, I, and those are the know, questions they're going to have to answer. It's they not, could be criticised for those things, I'm sure. In terms of like other stuff, the BHA do, you know, cases. People used to have to go to Portman Square for a fifty-pound fine. That doesn't happen anymore. Those were this week's talking points.
Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Al Basti Dubai.